Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. A massive win for the hockey ladies. Bragging rights for Newark Tan. Goalless at Lowfields and defeat for the rugby club. It's time for all the news and the gossip. From the Sports Village, Lowfields, Kellam Road and the Magnus. On the show where the stars tell you what went right and what went wrong on another weekend of local sport. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith. This is Radio New York Sport and these are the headlines the boys are going to be talking about. Newark Town broke their Collingham hoodoo by putting five goals past the villagers at the Sports Village. Tony Joins gives his view on the match, coming up next. It was goalless in the gale at Lowfields as the works introduced no less than four new signings. Flowserve sits second in the table, two points behind the leaders. Craig Roach joins us at 20 past seven. Newark Rugby Club lost for the first time this year as Lincoln avenged last week's defeat at Kellam Road. Southall City used Kellam Road as their home ground and score 60 points. They like Kellam Road, don't they? Rob Wardman, all the rugby gossip at 7.30. Staniforth inspires the hockey ladies to an important three points at Northampton. The 4-1 victory takes her side above Ashbourne in the relegation scrap. And to complete a good weekend, the men also claim maximum points. Paul Halfpenny at quarter to eight. And the battle between Southall City and Bingham Town at the top of the Not Senior League continues with both sides recording victories. And, as we said, we've Park Drive out of action because of a wedding, would you believe? Southall Rugby Club bollered Kellam Road and obviously enjoyed their way home match. Beating Belfer by 60 points to 7. The Minstermen, 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 moved to within two points of leaders Ashbury. Promotion. Back to Kellam Road again. Beckons. Tell you what, Tony, it looks like great times at um, Southall, don't it? Because the, the rugby club are almost certain of promotion and the football club are in a three-way title chase. Yes, it's, it, it, it's good to see because um, the people at, uh, at, both, cl- at both clubs um, have uh, different ball-shaped persuasion are, are good people and it's, it's good to see they're enjoying good times. It's uh, it really is. Couple of, um, we always like a couple of headlines from um, the weekend. And Everton goalkeeper Jordan Pickford <laughs> says criticism does not affect him, adding that everyone hates you. Where you're an England player, the 25-year-old was at fault again for Christian Benteke's goal on Saturday as Everton went seventh in the table with a 3-1 win over Crystal Palace. Pickford says the criticism is unfair. Everyone hates you for some reason. Being part of that 
That's being part of being an England player. No, Jordan Pickford, everybody doesn't hate you because you're an England player. Everybody hates you because you played for Sunderland. <laughs> well, um, I'm not sure, not sure so much it's the Sunderland thing. Yes, it is. People are going to get criticism if Christian Benteke scores against them. The first goal in 200 and something days that this multi-million pound centre forward scores. Yeah, it's the first goal in 28 games, I think, is the actual stat. And, you know, I mean, basically it was a nothing shot, wasn't it? You know, it was a, it was a back pass into his arms. So, I mean, if you play like a, an idiot, then you're going to get criticism. It doesn't matter the fact I don't know. I, I, I remember was it earlier this season when Pickford acted like a complete idiot in front of the Gallagher end at Newcastle and got slaughtered. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 does, it doesn't matter who you played for or the fact you're an England international. If you make a rick as a goalkeeper, then it only ends one way. You can get away with it in midfield, but if you mess up as a keeper, then, you know, I mean, you're going you're gonna to get a stick. It comes with the territory. OK, let's just talk about the Tony Smith predictions for the weekend. OK. Because... Uh, Do you want me to go make his phone call No, now? not yet. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> one... One was a flow serve victory. I think I ought to go and make the phone call Wrong. now. Two was a Scotland victory at rugby. Wrong. And three, and most importantly, Leeds United are imploding yet again. Is it Tony Jones I'm forming first? No, you just answer these questions. Um, I think um, Scotland pushed England very, very close. And uh, I don't think I will be so much worried as a Scotland fan. I'd be more worried as an England fan because they got battered against France. And now Scotland have gone very, very close. So, you know, I mean, isn't it more that sort of Eddie Jones was going to create the greatest sports side that the world has ever seen? Move on to football. And he's absolute rubbish. Move on to football. Flow serve. No, wrong match. No, I don't, I don't, I don't. flow serve will come. You said go on to football. So yes, I, I'm talking about the fact that you was going on all last week on what Leeds was going to do to Forest. I don't think you all has have come come down from the open top bus. And they result, failed badly no, again. No, no, Le- Leeds Leeds play really well until Christmas, and then it all goes pear shaped. And if they lose to a team like Forest, we really must be. Shouldn't they stick to rugby league? Because isn't that sort of in the summer sport? I mean, would that suit them better? Leeds are getting stuffed at rugby league as well. <laughs> <laughs> go, go and ring joins, mate. <laughs> Belatedly, but welcome. Dear, oh dear, oh dear. So yes, uh, if you didn't know that uh, Nottingham Forest beat Leeds United by two goals to nil at the weekend, and none of us laughed about it. After we'd read a certain somebody's predictions. We did well on, to get nil. On social media on Saturday morning. OK, it's the time where we go round the grounds. If Joyce has got home from decorating, if Craig's put the babies to bed, if Rob's made the tea, and if Paul Halfpenny's settled in on, on his favourite chair. All those things happen... We'll talk to all the guys that made what was another cracking Saturday in Newark Sport. I won't say much about the Sunday, but Saturday was a cracking day all round. So let's go first of all to the phone lines. And uh, he's obviously got home early from the decorating tonight. So uh, we say welcome to Mr. Tony Joins. Tony, welcome. Hey, guys, you all right? Um, I think you probably had your easiest Saturday of the season because you didn't have to do a 
pre-match talk because Collingham did that for you on social media. <laughs> so that was all sorted, and you just sat back and watched five goals go in the net. Well, we certainly did. I, I mean, I think whoever is in charge of the Collingham's Twitter account uh, needs a serious talking to because, uh, you know, obviously the tweet of uh, can anyone remember the last time Newark Town beat uh, Collingham uh, popped up on Twitter. Um, and it turns out with our local stato, Richard Lane putting a tweet back on saying it was 2016, which. Um, you know, was, uh, their next tweet was, oh, that's a thousand, over a thousand days then. Um, so they pretty much did our team talk for us, basically, because all we did was printed that tweet off, stuck it up in a changing room <laughs> and pointed to it. Yeah, I, I just um, find it, what, what, I, what? That social media is dangerous stuff, Jones, isn't it? It is, Tony, yes, and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll leave that on there, Tony. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, th- I think I think the, 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 the motto of many a story is don't drink and text. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, yes, you 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 say what you got to say when the game's finished, not two days before the game starts. That that just took a little bit of understanding to my way of thinking. But um, they riled you up, so you went out there. Newtown went out there um, looking to prove a point, and. Uh, that's exactly what Newark Town did, Tony. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean the lads. Uh, it was important that we got an uh, early goal because uh, we didn't want to allow uh, them to do what they did to us at their place in the reserve fixture. Sorry, in the reverse fixture. Sorry. Um, you know, we allowed them to keep in the game by getting in the faces and stopping us playing. So uh, we obviously knew on our pitch, obviously a slightly bigger pitch and obviously a flatter surface. Uh, we knew we'd be able to get the ball down as, as we have done many a time on the own fixtures and um, hopefully we'll be able to play them out the game and luckily got the early goal um, and then from then on really um, even though obviously Collingham did keep themselves in the game um, once we got that first goal and then the second one went in it was uh, you'd be able to take a little bit of a breath and uh, and just enjoy the game really to be fair and the goals um I always think it's a good team performance when when you see the goals are being shared around everybody almost. Well, definitely, yeah. I mean, that's been pretty much our story all year. You know, we've been scoring goals from all angles, um, you know, and from all positions. So, uh, you know, we've never, I mean, obviously being the league's top goal scorers, we've obviously never had a problem finding the back of the net. Um, Apart from obviously one or two games like Redford last week, which was pretty tough. Um, but yeah, I was really pleased with the lads' attitudes. They listened at the start of the game that we needed to get this game put to bed quite early on, which we did, um, and went into half-time 3-0 up, which obviously allowed us to enjoy the second half. Um, although I will say Collingham did fight right the way till the end. Uh, they obviously have a very young side as they're going through a transitional period at the minute of um, you know the state of the club. You know They went, I think, the third last year, I think, they finished, and obviously lost a few players and obviously the rebuilding and uh, they've got one or two very good inciting young lads playing for them let's move on because there's lots i've got lots on this list to talk about um you've yeah. made you've made a sign in and what i like about the signing more than anything <laughs> two clubs next door neighbors to each other actually worked together to make sure it happened oh exactly yeah you, you know um i heard that uh, jammy um had left the club through uh through someone that was just a conversation in town that I didn't even know he'd left. Um, so I, I, I instructed the club, obviously, to put seven days in for him, um, which they accepted. Uh, but obviously, 
uh, didn't waver the seven days straight away, obviously, because obviously Craig or Kirky obviously um, kind of needed to pass it. Um, I did speak to Craig. Uh, I had a big chat with Craig. I, I mean, I've always had a real good relationship with Craig anyway. Um, and obviously know Kirky well now through, through obviously the football on the side. Um, I had a big chat with Craig. He said, um, if you didn't mind just having a chat with Jamie himself, um, and then he'd give me a call back and let me know if the seven days was going to be wavered or not. And pretty much he had a chat with uh, Jamie. Uh, he gave me a call back the next day and said, not a problem at all. We'll waver the seven days. Um, you know, and it's, uh, you know, we have to say a big thank you to the club for doing that for us, to be fair. Don't play him on Wednesday night against Kimberley, will you? No, we certainly won't play him on Wednesday night. I, I mean, ironically, uh, you know, and the, and the beauty of it, obviously Craig pushed it through for us. Uh, so he'd be available for Saturday's game but obviously once I got chance to speak to uh, Jamie once they've wavered the days um, unfortunately Jamie had obviously made other arrangements thinking he wasn't going to be playing football on Saturday yeah. um, so unfortunately he wasn't available but um, that doesn't stop um, the club itself thanking Flo sir, for pushing it through because uh, you know if Jamie would have been available he would have been a good addition to the squad for Saturday Tony you've played at a high high level Am I right then in thinking probably the higher you go up this pyramid, there becomes less and less room for for any form of sentiment at all? Because it seems that sometimes you got people have a couple of bad games or poor games and they're looking at replacements. That's not and that's not a criticism of FlowServe. It's all you know. FlowServe's got one of the <coughs> least used squads in in least used members in in the whole division. But is that a a thing or a trait of when you go higher up that that happens um i do think i, do, I mean i personally think craig and kirk are doing a great job at close serve and you know the league doesn't lie um you know they're obviously a very competitive team um and them two will do what they need to do for that side and no one can really complain um about what they're doing because they're getting their results you know i mean they're lying first or second in the league now whichever it may be um, so no one can say, you know, great one in the Vars. No one can actually call the decisions they've been making because of obviously what they're doing on the pitch. Oh, I'm, that's what I'm, counts. I'm fully with that, but um, when, when you players, played at, at Bourne, when Bourne was in, in the heyday, was you conscious that, you know, you had got to give everything you'd got every single match else? If you didn't, somebody else would be knocking on the door very quickly. Yeah. I think football's changed, Mick, you know, honestly, to, uh, from my playing days to current playing status. Um, I do believe there was a lot more loyalty in my day. Um, uh, you know, obviously there was money around at them, that, you know, in that era when I played, but obviously not as much as what there is now. Um, and I do think that has a big factor in it, to be honest. Um, you know, uh, if someone offers somebody 30 quid nowadays, they'll go for it. You know, it, it, you know, there's no sentiment with the club they're actually playing for involved at all. Now, on the reverse of that, obviously, if, uh, you know, and obviously we're talking about, obviously, Flo Serve earlier on, if Steve and, and Craig feel they need to change, they've got the power to do that. And if they think they can get someone better in, uh, that will do a job, then that's their job to do that, and that's what they see. So, um, it's a bit harsh on the players that have been playing, but if they deem them not to be doing the job they want them to do, then, um, you know, it's up to them guys to make that change, uh, and, and that goes for any manager across the board. You know, I'm pretty damn sure if, if we were struggling to score goals, then we'd look for somebody else to play up front. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's the nature of football now, and... Uh, 
uh, you know, sadly, um, and I think Craig will agree with this, you know, the the loyalty side of football now is uh, pretty much uh, not around anymore, to be fair. No, I think you're absolutely spot on. No game for New York Town at the weekend, but all eyes at Harworth, where they play Dinnington. Harworth, Dinnington, yes. Um, I'm fortunately away with the wife for the weekend for her birthday, but uh, Luke and uh, one or two of the committee members will be going down to that one. Uh, and we're hoping Harworth will do us a good favour by taking points off Dinnington. Now, we've got to the middle of February, and already the, um, the people that work these things out are trying to pre-guess what the FA are going to do next season with their leagues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen this that's appeared on social media today, um, but these guys that's put this one on are the same guys that managed to get flow-serve in the Midland League last year, and we laughed at them. So maybe, just maybe, they've got an half an idea what they're talking about. But I'll tell you what, Tony, if this is close to being right, the United Counties League One, you're going to have a cracking time next season. Some of the teams that he's got in with you next season, West Bridgeford, Cottesmore Amateurs, Selston, Pinkston, Kimberley Miners Welfare, Hucknall, Holwell Sports, Harrowby United, Clifton Allwhites, Belper United, Barrow Tan and Ashby Ivano. I tell you what, mate, that's going to be a cracking... If, if that ends up being nearly right, I bet you can't wait for next season. Um, to be fair, I've, you know, we've got to see this season out before we even think about next year. He's taking the top two to be promoted, the, the, these yeah. guys are. We've heard several rumours uh, within um, the Central Midlands and obviously the uh, Step 7, Step 6 status of what's happening. Um, and they are all rumours at the minute. Because of course at the they end are. of the day, no one will actually nail it down to what is actually happening until the FA actually make their decision. But we've heard rumours of two, we've heard rumours of three, we've heard rumours of four... Um, obviously our job is to finish top of the pile and, uh, I and the right think, to go up. I may be wrong, I think if you win all your games between now and the end of the season, and that's eminently possible, and in fact it should happen, you will finish in the top two. Um, yeah, um, we are five points in front of Retford with their games in hand, if, if they win all their games. Um, obviously, Dinton can go slightly above us with their games in hand, but they have got uh, some tough fixtures, so it's still massively open at the minute. Um, you know, for us, all we can concentrate on now is is to... Well, I mean, it's a fantastic achievement to be unbeaten at this stage of the season, but uh, if we can remain unbeaten for the whole season, that alone deserves, in my opinion, promotion, you know, obviously. Um, because if you remain undefeated in your level of football, you, for me, you've half earned the right exactly. to Exactly. Would be nice to go up as champions, do not get me wrong. Um, you know, I, I know when um, Flo Serve was in the East Midlands Counties, uh, they was looking like they was going to win it and obviously got picked at the last minute. They went up, obviously, via runners-up, but I know Craig and Kirky would have took that anyway. Um, and now you've got to look at them now where they are now. And, um, yeah, it's all decided what the FA decide to do. But if that, I, I haven't actually seen that post. What post is it on, me? the social media? I'll get, um, I'll get Mr Pickerel to forward it to you. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know. I mean, it, it is it is all conjecture at the moment, but if it's half right, mate, you're in for a cracking season. Mate, we need to get to step seven. You've got to do that. To You've got to, that's yeah. the be all and end all. Yeah. Finishing that top two. Yeah. Whoever we play in, whatever league we are in, if we get step six status, then then uh, the people this year has done the job at the club, and um, once we've done that, to be honest with you. 
the way the structural change is said to be happening, it's going to make it more localised anyway. So whoever you're playing against, you just got to put yourself against that step six status and hopefully do well in that league then and hold your own. You have. Tony, um, no match for you. We said it the weekend, but you are playing on Wednesday night. I'll pass some kick-off with the... Um, added sort of bonus as the winner plays Notts County. So we'll all come down and cheer Newark on, on Wednesday night and we're going to talk to you again the following Monday because, as you said, Harworth versus Dinnington is so, exactly. so important. Yeah. And I think it's a quarter to eight kick-off. It's quarter to eight, uh, is it? It's quarter to eight kick-off, yeah, straight to penalties. No Excellent. It means I don't have to miss as much of it. Lovely. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, guys. Thanks, bye. And I know how, Tony, it is only conjecture, but if Newark Town do get promoted and it is the United Counties League and it is half those sides that I've just mentioned they're in for a cracking time aren't they because you and me have been to Belper and Clifton and Harrowby and Kimberley and all those times and we've had some West Bridge we've had some wonderful times and, and Ashby I haven't heard one of the teams in there yeah I mean that, that does sound a, a, a very exciting season uh, ahead if it if, it, if the uh, conjecture is correct you've just got to just got hope and wait till we see where, wait till we see where it's put flow serve okay let's um let's get ourselves down to lowfield to um talk to craig craig the first and most important question is uh is everything still standing after yesterday <laughs> there's a few fence panels down um to, i think everything else is still intact so, so i believe and we did better than the likes of Widge Beach and Bognor Regis, then, who uh, suddenly find themselves without stands. Yeah, yeah, the stand's still there, isn't it? So uh, hopefully it's still there and we turn up next on Saturday. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, right, um, OK, let's um, get to the nitty-gritty. Um, disappointed, Saturday? Um, yeah and no. Uh, obviously disappointed not to get the win. Um, but, but I was pleased with the performance. Um, very pleased with a clean sheet. It's something we've been striving for for... For a number of weeks now, as an area that we needed to tighten up, um, performance-wise on the game on the whole, you know, it won't, won't for the lack of chances. Um, that was a disappointing part of it. Um, for the first time this season, probably we're not being clinical in front of goal, but everything else was there apart from the finish. Um, I think we're limited down to, to little or no chances throughout the whole game. Um, we had four or five probably clear, clear-cut chances, which we've we've put eye all wide, unfortunately, and a couple of good saves from their keeper. So. I think everything was there apart from apart from a clinical finish on on Saturday. I spoke obviously just put the phone down from from Tony Jones and was obviously talking about Jamie Lloyd dual signing going going to Newark to play his football as well. And I said to Tony, and the same actually applies to you because you you've played in a in a high standard of football. Do you think the higher up the tables, the leagues you go? There is less room in there for sentiment. And I'm not getting at anybody in anything, but in modern-day football, it's the job of the managers who's always got to be looking to improve on what they've got. And if you're off the boil for a couple of weeks, people are looking, hang on, is he is he the right for this spot? It, 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 it's difficult from a spectator's point of view to put it over, but all I'm really saying is the higher up you go and... You've been there with the likes of Renner and Shybrook. Have you got to really be on your metal week in, week out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're probably in, in that respect, it's uh, it, we're, we're down to our own success. You know, we're we're up there 
obviously we're still in the mix at the moment. Um, it's a very tough league, very demanding league, uh, and you just cannot carry anybody on a day. Um, not saying we're carrying anyone in particular, but you know it changes every week, and you, you've got to try and get the right blend and the right quality on the pitch to try and try and win your games. And it does get tough. And like you say, we've all been there. Um, you know, I played I played at clubs where we're doing well, and the higher up you go, you know, the standard of the, of the squad um, and the standard of the games goes up and you, you know you can either keep your shirt which you keep on merit or you don't regardless of who you are or where you live um, it surely comes down to trying to get that, get them three points and getting your best team out on the day um, everyone has ups and downs uh, I think probably everybody in our squad now has had a stint in and out of the team um, and that's football at, at every level you know um, regardless so you know Jamie did a great job for us I'm sure if he was willing to stay on and um, fight for his shirt, he would have had another big say in the remainder of the season. Um, he's been fantastic for us in the games that he has played. And well, that was Jamie's decision. And um, you know, we're, we're not going to hold him back. And we, you know, we we'll give him a blessing at the end of the day. Tell me first of all about um, the lad. I'm I'm, I'm all for names. Do excuse the lad that you brought in at centre half. Uh, ben Greenwood um, coming at centre half and. Um, was really pleased with his performance on Saturday. I think he was very, very dominant. He was very vocal, um, and it, it sort of gave us what we've been lacking in there. Um, I mean, to me, he, he he spoke all through the match. He um, he, he, he talked to the players that round him. Yeah. Um, he was telling them where he wanted them to be, and the best part of the whole thing, he even answered Kirky back. Yeah, well, it, it was elite. I don't know about answering Kirky back. But, uh, <laughs> get away with that but um we probably yeah. didn't hear him in the wind but we heard it when Kirky said something and he says you try coming out in this wind he was, was a leader out there you know yes he was and, and that's what we need you know it's very demanding it was uh, welcome to low fields though wasn't it in those conditions yeah yeah um you know and i thought he put an excellent excellent performance and i thought it was out of him and mitch who got man of the match and uh, mitch probably just nicked it he got it on the day but yeah i was very pleased with ben and he's uh, he's gonna be a great signing for us um, he he came from from Spalding. He's he's yeah. one of your trio from from Spalding. Um, yeah, I mean one club's misfortunes are another club's fortunes, and they become available. And um, from what I understand, you, you was in there super quick. Yeah, we, we spoke to Ben already. Uh, we spoke to him once last season. Uh, again, at the start of this, um, he's a Lincoln lad, so he, he lives this side of Lincoln. Lives in Highcombe, so he's fairly local for us. Um, travel wise for Ben personally, and and. and Joel and uh, Lewis, it's, it's closer for them, obviously, than what Spalding is. Um, and like I say, it's unfortunately for Spalding, they've had a few issues there off the pitch to deal with, um, and we're fortunate to, to get them three on board. Um, and so, just go through the others, because four new signings in, in one day got me totally confused. Yeah, um, we'll stick with the Spalding as of, and then we've got the two Brownell brothers, um, Lewis and Joel. You know, Lewis is um, he's probably see it on Saturday. Is a very fit, busy uh, centre mid. He can play in a couple of positions. He can play right back in the number ten. So again, he'll um, give us options moving forward. He's got the experience at, at the level and the level above. You know, he's, he's, he's constantly operated at step three and four. He was, was captain last season for uh, and won the FA Vars. So you know, he's been there, done it. He's also the captain of the of the all the, the tri services in the forces. Um, you know, you don't get there without having the quality that you need. So again, um, a player like that, that com- comes available, you can't turn them down, especially in the position that we are, where we, we you know, we've got to give it everything we've got 
in the position we find ourselves in. Um, and the same with his brother Joel, the striker from Spalding, you who's know, currently the top scorer in the Bet Victor League in the northern section. So, again, um, he's a proven scorer at the level above. Um, again, became available. The fact that the fact that they travel together helps us get all three of them. So, hoping that Joel can help us um, try and achieve our ambitions this season. Brilliant stuff, and as I say, just everything put the ball in the net, but that will come right. But it was tempered a little bit by the fact that Coventry thinks probably the result of the season by winning at Hever St John's. Yeah, it just yeah, proves yeah. what a tight division it is. Yeah, well, I think we've seen that all season. You know, it's happened to us. It's happened to Warsaw Wood. Um, like I say, it was a bit of a shock result on Saturday to see Hever lose at home to the Coventry. But that's the league we're in, and you know, there's, there is no gimmies. Um, like we touched on earlier, if you're off it on the day, we've got three or four lads that aren't, aren't, aren't at it. You're going to get punished and find out for it. And um, you know, it's going to be that way. You know, we've just got to keep picking up points. In Starport, who we played on Saturday, we're on, on a fantastic run. You know, they've beat the likes of Warsaw Wood, um, Kausa. Um, so, so it's um, as though, although we'd like to to win all our own games, um, it's another point on the board um, against a, a very strong Starport. I think it's fair to say that they came look for a draw and try and nick a goal um, uh, as far as Southport is concerned it's, it's a very good away point for them yeah now in theory you're at South Normanton tomorrow night in the League Cup in practice well watch this space yeah I think um, I think it's fair to say that's highly unlikely that game's going to go ahead after the recent weather and also with um, the way their pitch suffers with drainage um, but you know we'll, we'll prepare for it until we, until it's officially off and if it does get off we've, uh, we've got the back up of training so we're and then, and, then off, all, then we'll and then all back prepare. to Lowfields on Saturday? Yeah, like I say, if that game's off, we'll prepare for Saturday for uh, the visit of Boldmere. Again, it's another, another tough game, but, you know, again, go back to the position that we're in. And we've got to be picking up three points at home in them games. We've got some very tough away games coming up. Um, we're at Warsaw Wood and, and Kelsa as well, so, we're, yeah, we've got, to, we've got to go out there to win. Brilliant. Craig, thank you so much. Pleasure. We'll catch up with you again next week. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Craig. I mean, sometimes Tony, you've just got to to ask the questions. I, you know, and I, I, I sometimes feel guilty when I'm asking these sort of questions. But you know, there is no room for sentiment, is there? No, I mean, um, prior to Saturday's four new faces, um, flow serve in terms of a league table of players used were actually 16th out of the 20 in the Midland Football League Premier Division. So um, they're now moving up that table fast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but 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 there were basically sixteen teams had used more players yeah. than. Oh forces. yeah, I've, yeah. You know, and and uh, and and that is that is just the nature, mm. as you were discussing with Jones and Roach. That is just the nature of football. Is, the higher it? that you step yeah. up, and um, you know, there's it's a results game, isn't it? The days are long gone when Liverpool won the title in uh, the sixties in, in in the seventies by by using just sixteen players yeah, over the course yeah, of a, no. a division one season. But I mean, like, so if, if you're at that level, uh, everybody has got to be on the game. And if somebody comes along that's doing a bit better than the lad you've got in that particular shirt and is available, then you sign him in the hope that it will produce three points in your next game. And on we go. Right, um, you know. Uh, See if Rob's available. Give us a phone, then. Oh, I suppose you ought to have that, didn't you? That would be handy, <laughs> wouldn't it? <sighs> you can't... 
I'll put that down as well. I suddenly was going to ring him. Right, um, now Tony's finally being handed the telephone. We're going to see if we can get hold of Rob Wildman. Rob's going to tell us all about uh, what is, in this day and age, a rare defeat for Newark Rugby Club. Um, back-to-back games against Lincoln, and I suppose after two weeks, it was what you'd call on as even. Uh, a quick um, tell you what's on the rest of this week. Tomorrow night, we're catching up with the youngsters of Newark Castle Archers. The youngsters of. It was only six, seven years ago. The club had only just been formed and now the youth section is thriving, which is great news. And we're going to, Mandy's going to bring some of the youngsters in tomorrow night. So we're going to talk um, to them. Gareth Bagley is co-presenting. So obviously we'll be talk athletics as well. And on Wednesday night, we're back to football with a young lady by the name of Philippa Davis. You've perhaps not heard of her. You will do after Wednesday and you will do very soon because she's... The Nottingham Forest goalkeeper, no less. So, uh, Philip is here on Wednesday night, but here tonight, the one and only Mr. Rob Wildman. Rob, good evening. Evening, Mick. Evening, folks. Um, I've said after two weekends against Lincoln, it's it's on as evening, and I suppose was that about right? Yes, we came up, came off a good second best on Saturday, and no real quibbles about losing. Uh, Although we had, we had our chances, uh, and also we had our chances to get at least a losing bonus point towards the end of the game, we ended up losing 30 points to 20. I mean, Lincoln had, had the moments at Kellen Road, didn't they, the week yeah, before, so, they, so you can see that, it could happen. In the first game t- two weeks ago, which, which we won uh, and played some very good rugby, um, but Saturday we some of the wheels came off the wagon, I think. We, 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 we'd put together that you know, tremendous uh, league run as, you, as you've been talking about making you know, six, six league games on the bounce since since mid-December two good wins over you know, leaders like um, Dromfield and Colville good wins and for the first time in probably six weeks we did go with a pretty um, a bit of a, a changed team we had, we had you know, two or three key people out um, and never really got in the game properly um, we were always on the back foot always chasing even though we scored first uh, led 3-0 in the first minute Matt Cox penalty but after that in the first half we turned around 22-10 down in, at half time um, and conceded some easy tries perhaps the key score was the one straight after half time when uh, Lincoln uh, pounced on, on on the kickoff and scored direct from the kickoff um, and they did that the previous week. good at that mm, so I think we need some kickoff retention drills in training that's that <laughs> There you go. Yeah, um, once is a mistake, twice is an embarrassment. Yes, no, we, we were caught out. Um, we came back strongly in the second half. We, as, as I said, we were 22-10 down at half-time. Then we considered that try, so we were 27-10 down. We got a try back through Reese Overland, who's our leading scorer for the season, out on the wing. They got a penalty, so they were 30 points to 15 up with Lincoln. And, we, and then we played our best rugby in the, in the final quarter. Um, and Mason Coulomb, uh, prop forward, who also um, plays back row as, as, as the game sort of breaks up. He scored out wide. Uh, and then we chose to um, push for a, a try rather than kick two possible penalty goal chances which would have given us at least a losing bonus point in, in, in the final minute so all, all in all a, a thoroughly frustrating afternoon Southall once again enjoyed um, playing at Kellam Road and they, they whacked up 60 points against Belper but I mean apart from anything else it was good cooperation between the two clubs they got the game played and Newark filled the bar to watch no, the Scotland-England match we would have looked uh, pretty uh, uh, 
um, poor neighbours if, if we hadn't have um, uh, you know offered our facilities. So no, it, 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 it was all good, and uh, you know, good to see Southwell winning. And I think when I I did meet them on Saturday night when I came back from Lincoln, and obviously they're full of. Um, almost the joys of spring I was going to say and obviously they're looking forward to meeting Newark in the league next season yeah and we'll and so are we all um other than that our seconds lost out at Kestephen they they came, they came back thoroughly unhappy bunnies um so that their, their, their wheels have come off the wagon in the last two weeks <laughs> they felt they felt Kestephen have put a very strong team out again Kestephen had no league game or rearranged league game so uh uh, th- those were two. Uh, um, what, what shall I say? Sort of, uh, <laughs> you fall off your bench, Rob. Reg cheek people. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear! So you all sat down to watch um, Scotland and England. The Calcutta Cup. My last point. You t- we were talking about social media. If people go on the Twitter, the Nurt Rugby Twitter handle tonight, they will see a little bit of video. Seen it. Video yes. people in play sports who. who video every home game at Kellam Road and there's, and there's a little um, treat um, as a video of the one of the first try we scored against Lincoln two weeks ago the one scored by Aloysi Wakalivu Buddha uh, scored finished off with that great move straight at, straight at the start of the uh, the first half when, when the pack won the ball and Sean Denning our new flanker from West Bridgeford burst clear and we, and we moved the ball left and scored in the corner um so that, that's on video tonight. That was not it's on, on Twitter. So it's, it's uh, if people are on their social media, I don't know one or two people in the studio are you know very hot on their social media. They can have a, a good look at the video. Um, excellent. Uh, I, I I didn't see Scotland and England. I must admit. I assume the weather. Com- I assume the weather completely ruined it. Yes. In one sense, obviously, it was a typical England Scotland game. Uh, Murrayfield can be a cold, 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 cold place in, in February, <laughs> and uh, it was—it looked thoroughly cold. I just had a text from my my cousin who went on Saturday with her husband, and uh, she she confirmed that that she's never been so cold at a rugby game. So, well, I, I have they managed to get back yet with the railways? They got being, back. Yeah, yeah, no, they live in Bolton, my cousins, mm. and they came. It took them six hours to get back yesterday afternoon. But they were blocked on the M6, and I had to come come back through my old, my hometown of Clitheroe. Yeah. All right. Oh. There you go. But all the talk what I found today is um, about Hurricane Finn on Sundays. Hurricane F- Finn. We can't get rid of him, can we? No, we can't. And all the um, talk seems Russell, to be about him, um, and I've, I, I can't see him playing for Scotland again. Not in the short term, can I you? Well, there's sort of been half a. Um, Fig leaf, perhaps offered by Gregor Townsend um, today in, in one of his news conferences. So uh, the hand of friendship has been ha- handed out there. Obviously, Mr. Russell, Mr. Townsend fell out, um, and Russell, who's you know, obviously the main Scottish uh, playmaker, hasn't played in the Six Nations this season since his late night antics in a bar two weeks before the first game so they're trying to they're obviously some, some people in Scotland are trying to make peace with each with Gregor and Finn but it's not working out yet so it's very unlikely that he's, he's going to be playing in the immediate future no it's not and um Wales dream of a glance, Grand Slam has well and truly gone out the window yes they were well beaten uh, they, they had no complaints it seems to be from their trip to Dublin um but they now do play France. Next game up in Cardiff is France. So Wales, you can see Wales um, 
beating France, you know, France weren't that impressive against Italy. They can play hot and cold. It'd be an interesting game. Uh, you wouldn't back against Wales beating France in. Uh, well, I was told by Cardiff. my um, my Castevan supporter that yeah. I, I work um, in the next office to that. France was more like the old souls this week than there was in the first match against England. Yes, they're, they're, they're good, bad and indifferent, all in the same game, yeah. Yes. I think Sean Edwards would have loved that one. Right, where, where, where are you at the weekend, Rob? Newark, I'm heading for Long Eaton. It's another league game, and I know you're, you're obsessed by kickoff times, and you'd be pleased to hear that it's a 3pm kickoff. 3pm <laughs> kickoff Long Eaton. And they've their lights are obviously up to it. Half time break. They've got they they they've got good floodlights, then, have they? I can't remember the last time I went. I can't remember the floodlights being there. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so, <laughs> it was a good day then. That they wanted a three pm kickoff, but they they say they've got an RFU dispensation. And as we said before, yes, we, we could do a whole program on yeah. rugby kickoff times. All very complicated. I'm completely flummoxed by it. Our next home game is a week on Saturday uh, against um, Loughborough. That will be a two fifteen kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, as ever, a joy. There was no Sunday at all, was there? No, I think they all decided to yes. stay at home and play with their teddies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much. Take care. Thanks, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to use it tomorrow night, Tony, but did you have those four Newark Alliance matches played yesterday morning? Yes, I, saw I mean, that. that's sometimes more than on a normal Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, which was quite. How on uh, earth could you play football in those conditions? Well, I was going to go Unbelievable. Al along to Lowfields to watch the Willie Hall Cup quarter final, but um, they didn't play at Lowfields. Um, but um, the. Uh, oh, blatantly wasn't fit. But, but Newark FC played at home to Floor Serve Reserves, uh, and, and uh, I, I, I cannot, I can only imagine what that that game must have been like. I mean, I was catching fencing panels. I don't know what they was yeah, doing. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, like uh, you know, even on Saturday. Uh, with the first team game against Starport. In the first half, their goalkeeper was kicking it long and the ball was curling back in, 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 in the very, very early... There's a brilliant weeks. social media picture of a game from ye yesterday. Um, again, it's video on Twitter. Uh, I, I can't remember what the team was. The goalkeeper took a goal kick and it went straight out for a corner. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And <laughs> 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 back. Corner. I must admit, I've not seen that one before, but... Uh, how do you play football in those conditions? Unbelievable. Radio there you go, you see, you haven't even got time to ring Mr Halfpenny, have you? And we're back again, and in fact he's put the phone down, why has he put the phone down? Talk to me, Paul. Paul, you're not Paul, you're Tony. Oh dear, we're doing so well, we've got three out of three, and now he's made a mess of it. You cannot get the quality of receptionist that you used to be able to do. Right, um, what am I telling you? I told you Wednesday, um, Philip is coming in and we're going to be talking Nottingham Forest all night. He's, he's going to love that, Mr Smith is. I can't wait. And on Thursday night, of course, it's um, our general um, analysis, gossip, banter and sarcasm in what we call the Thursday football show. What are you shaking your head at? There's, there's nothing coming through. There's nothing coming through. Shall I go outside? Why is there nothing coming through? I am. Flash ones. We seem to be having problems here. If nothing else, we are proving we are live. Yes, go outside and do something. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tony's trying to get hold of, of um, the aforementioned Mr. Paul Harpenny. Well, I'm absolutely sure he's going to be around somewhere because uh, Newark Rugby Club had one of their um, their better Saturday mornings, and Paul will want to tell us all about it. We're going to catch up um, on Wednesday night as well with um, our Fab Four. 
um, one of them, at this precise moment in time, is on his way to Arizona, would you believe? Hang on, it's t- t- the phone's ringing, Tony. He's on his way to Arizona. There we go, we've found him, we've got him. It's not your fault, Mr Halfpen, it's our receptionist, he's just not up to the job. Oh dear, sack him. Sack him, yeah. Oh, we've been trying for years, don't worry. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, we've been trying, we've been trying. And I didn't, I co- we couldn't miss you tonight, could we? Because it was uh, one of the better Saturday mornings. Because uh, I've got here a Rosie Staniforth inspired victory. You was no doubt there. You can tell me if I'm right or not. Oh, you're absolutely right. Um... Yeah, we, we, we got there, um, and it's a beautiful place to go uh, in Northamptonshire, and the place where we were was actually featured on Country File um, last night. But anyway, that's a different story. But, uh, <laughs> Is it a better beautiful story? Place to go. Um, basically, we had a chat at the start of the... Uh, as we got there in the changing rooms as to how important the game was, and the faith that I put in the team. I, th- I think the team has performed brilliantly. To say what personnel that, that are now in the first team, you know, they've come from the third team, second team, all come together, and, and they've been brilliant. But we got onto the pitch, and it was quite interesting. I'm sort of ready, ready for the start. And I, I pointed at Catherine, who was ready to receive the ball from the start. It was our start. And I pointed to, to Rosie, to get it out to Rosie. And um, Sophie decided to miss out Catherine and pass the ball straight to Rosie. And within two seconds, we got ourselves the first penalty corner. It was a <laughs> blistering, blistering start from the team. Uh, first ten minutes, it was we were camped out in their half. They couldn't get out. Um, but then, bizarrely, after about 20 minutes or so, they broke away and scored the first goal. We were 1-0 down. Um, I couldn't believe it. I thought, you know, <laughs> it's, it's going to be one of those games. But um, before the break, Sophie... Uh, Chambers, she she uh, scored the equaliser. So at least is that the unsinbinable Sophie Chambers? Unsinbinable. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's the <laughs> I one. To say that, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, and and so went in one-one. So you know they had to have a few home truths, which they probably already knew. Um, and I, I couldn't understand why it became so open. So we we, we sort of decided that we were going to play a lot harder. And I couldn't have asked for any more. The second half was basically just us attacking their goal they did penetrate our, our 23 a couple of times but it, it was it was just one-way traffic and to be honest with you we won for one two goals from rosie two fabulous goals from rosie um and another one from the other youngster b smith it could have been eight it could have been eight one um we we, we just overrun them um the youngsters were, were on fire. They were superb. Rosie especially. She was... They didn't have to deal with her. Um, this week, I, I mean, I, I always give uh, Rosie a bit of a cuddle part way through and, you know, have a bit of a joke with her. She, she needs a line to play against. She didn't on Saturday. She was tearing through the middle. She was tearing down the right-hand side. She didn't need any kind of line. She just need some, needed somebody to beat, and she did it every time, and, and they didn't know what to do with her. So... Fabulous performance, and um, while we were sat in the uh, clubhouse having some food afterwards, uh, the result came through that shocked me a little bit, was that Belper Ladies 2, who've been riding high in the league, and who we play next week at half past ten, got absolutely annihilated 8-1 at Trent Uni, who we lost to 4-0 last week, and the 4-0 flattered them after going down to ten and nine players. So, who knows on Saturday, we might pick up a few more points. 
Where does that leave you in the relegation scrap? I mean, hockey is the only sport I know that relegates half the division. Um, well, it's because it's it's the way it's it's built up the pyramid system. Um, I'm looking at the league table now, and, and you know it's it's so frustrating that we lost against Ashbourne and we've had three points taken away. We could now be sat in fifth place quite easily. We we could certainly be the best of the rest. Um, I'm not sure whether four teams go down or three teams go down, but the league is filled from four counties. But I think it all depends on what happens above. So if two teams above go into the West Midlands and nobody comes down, then it could be that only three go down. So, I don't know. It's it's a case of watch this space. I don't don't really know. But worst-case scenario is that we are in a relegation position at the moment, fourth from bottom. But level with the team in sixth place and only three points behind Derby in fifth place. So, all to play for. Definitely. Um, a bit of a morale-boosting win for the men. Well, yeah, it's a win. Um, but against Chesterfield, a mere 2-1. Um, not great. They seem to be struggling. Um, dare I say it, without Alex and without Fez. And I'm not sure if Tom's firing on all cylinders yet. So, the team that they've got is, is just about getting the right results. But... Um, I think it's a tough one again this coming week against South Knots at South Knots. So let's hope they can hold it together and get another three points, whether it's a 1 0 or a 2 1. It's still three points, isn't it? What, what about the rest of um, Saturday? Well, the rest of the women, um, again, it, it just goes how the season's gone and, and the other three teams lost. Um, it, it's, it's been a tough season for them, a uh, very tough season. The fourth team only managed to lose 1-0. Um, gutsy performance away at Ashfield Aztecs, but uh, sadly the uh, the ladies' twos took a bit of a thumping, I think it um, works up 8-0. Sorry, no, they were at home. Um, so they lost 8-0 at home to works up. And um, I think the third team played quite well, um, but they were on the wrong end of a 4-0 defeat again at home to... North Knots, but North Knots are renowned for playing tough physical hockey, which I'm not criticising, you know, some teams play like that, it's how they play and you have to match them, but with New York Ladies third team having so many youngsters in, they're not used to that kind of hockey, so I can I can totally understand the 4-0 defeat. Um, with the men, the second team lost uh, to Beeston 3-1, um, but I suppose, a better performance than the first match against Beeston, where they got absolutely annihilated. So, not a bad um, result, really. Sort of coming back, looked like a better second half of the season. And um, <clears throat> the men's third team were back to winning ways with a 5-0 defeat at, uh, against uh, Belper. So, that keeps that five-point cushion between them and third place. So, promotion on the cards for the third team, which is always good. Uh, it's not that bad. And I take it on Sunday that... Uh... It was a day with the model railways, was it? How did you know? <laughs> There's been nothing on Facebook. Yes, I was I was working on Sally's layout, and uh, that's not a euphemism, by the way. I was going to say, that brought um, a smile to Tony's face. <laughs> 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 you got out of that one quickly. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the comment of the night, Tony. I was working on Sally's layout. <laughs> Brilliant. That's unsinnable. <laughs> yeah, you're being the sin binnable for that. <laughs> 
Oh, brilliant, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's always a quiet, quiet uh, sun because the over, over 35s got cancelled, yeah. as you can imagine, in yeah. all that horrible no, rain. It wasn't fit, was it? Just quite simply wasn't fit. Brilliant. Paul, you've cheered us up no end now. <laughs> <laughs> and apart from that, there's some good results in that as well. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. You're welcome. Bye Thanks, bye. Paul. Bye bye. Oh, that's got to be the comment of the night, Tony. <laughs> How playing on? I spent the day playing on Sally's layout. <laughs> <laughs> there. Yeah. I mean, it, what? While Paul was talking, Tony was there sort are, of. He got some fantastic. He was listening in, in one ear and in oh, the other ear. He was looking right. at this um, projected the league tables oh. that, that's come out which you know as i'll keep saying it's only somebody having a bit of fun and it may or may not be even close we don't we really don't know but we talked about newark so it's only fair to tell you that if this projection project projection is anything projection, like right flow serve will be in the united <laughs> counties north let's just assume they don't win the league mm. if they win the league this ain't going to happen but if they don't win the league they could be playing the likes of AFC Mansfield, Dunkirk, Eastwood, Gresley, um, Heaver St John's, or like that, um, Long Eaton, Loughborough University, Melton Town, Oadby, Quorn, Sherwood, Colliery, South Normanton. Um, some would say, though, the current flow serve side would walk that. They would certainly... Blindfold, uh, they would walk that. They, they, they would certainly feature very highly... If they weren't good, if they weren't going to win it, they'd certainly be in the top one. Yes, quite simply, <laughs> um, the division they was put in last season um, um, has been proved to be not the best division because they've only really got one team from that division still in the bars, mm. and they've gone to a replay against a team from a lower division. But the fact is, it's the most competitive by a long, long way. And I can think of probably one easy league match, and that was Coventry at the start of the season. Uh, talking of the Vars, I was disappointed Somebody that, said that uh, yeah. Longridge went out yesterday. I was disappointed. It went to extra time, and it was a goal right at the end of extra time. Yeah. Well, no, what? I, dis- I was disappointed because I liked the Longridge setup. I liked the people there. But I'm the one that's been bleating on about North East football since last September. Yeah. And North East football have two. And there were some teams in the last attendances yesterday in the fifth round. Well, you get into that stage oh, now. But sorry, on Sunday, what, on Saturday. What the main thing is, everybody seemed to behave. Yeah, yeah. In the, in the last round, the fourth round, there was trouble at two matches. Yeah, but um, you know, it's, uh, when you start getting trouble at non-league matches, let's hope mm. to God it's the exception. Exactly. Right? But the interesting thing, of course, was that. Um, West Auckland had to go all the way down to Plymouth, didn't they, yeah. to play that game, which Plymouth won 2-1, and they've now been drawn away to Heaven Town, <laughs> which is as far north as West Auckland. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got one or two snippets on Thursday night to come from one or two comments, that, nice comments that was made from the teams that won and lost in the Vars. Good. Um, on, on Saturday. So we'll do that one on Thursday night. If you listen to last Thursday night, Sean, the podcasts are already up. You'll know that our, our, our footballing expert, pitch side Dave, is obviously not a geography expert because he's got concept <laughs> by the sea. Um, he does his league look and he puts a lot of hard work into that league yep. look. And this week, please listen in because he's doing the Welsh Football <laughs> Alliance. <laughs> Clang, cling, clong, clong, cling, clang, clong, clong, cling, whatever it is. So I'm going to have to listen to that because Tony and I are going to back him and help him all the way. But that's your usual pronunciation of Baldwin. This is true. This is true. Um, tomorrow night.
it's the Newark Castle Archers, it's the youngsters from the Newark Castle Archers, because Mandy's going to be here as well to keep control of me, Gareth, and then Wednesday night, Nottingham Forest ladies goalkeeper, Philippa Davis is with us in the studio, um, young lady with a big footballing career in front of us. Thursday night, it's banter time, it's sarcasm time, it's Thursday <laughs> football time. From us two, that's it. I'll see you tomorrow. He won't. Bye-bye.